and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. Hello, I'm Kelso. I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we have a, an extra friend here today. Hi, I'm, hi I'm Jackie. Hooray, Jackie's back. Yay! Yeah, my, my good friend and the producer of Wintermore Tactics Club, uh, yep. who is joining us to talk about... Uh, our our latest awesome game but before that how's everybody been the past few weeks busy it's been tired uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> gonna be a low energy podcast i can already tell yeah what carl did you just say did you just say bad carl that you've just been yeah bad? i've okay, been bad I'm glad that you said it because now I can say it too. I've been bad too. <laughs> I didn't want to just straight up say it, but mm. now I don't. I don't feel so bad about saying it. Uh, not because of the game we're playing, just no, in general. not because of the game. Yeah, no, just. Gosh, I'm very tired. Yeah, yeah. Been one of those weeks. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. I feel like in the game world lately, and most of it's been like not great. Um, mm. For for anyone listening to this podcast far in the future, we have been uh, on the like Blizzard scandal crisis going on ongoing for the past several weeks, among other things. So, yeah. Um, uh, all yeah. of that and the like, will they, won't they of shutting back down for new COVID strains. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just general kind of mm-hmm. like tired and upsetting. I've been distracting myself from reality by playing a lot of mini motorways, uh, <laughs> which came out recently, um, which has been a lot of fun. Although I will say, disappointingly, I think it's actually not as good as Mini Metro. Oh, no. <laughs> which oh, is no. a shame because it's like. It's marginally, like, more complex than Mini Metro. Like, not a lot. It's still, like, kind of a, you know, pretty simple, clean game, uh, gameplay-wise. But because it's, like, marginally more complex, the UI is marginally more complex. And just that little bit more complexity means that uh, it's so much easier to lose track of things. Because mm. by the you know by the time you're you're at an advanced state in in one of these mini games, um, there's like a lot going on, and because the UI is not quite as clean, there have been like a good quarter of the games I play I lose because I didn't notice that like a new area popped up that I failed to connect, which uh-huh. almost never happens to me in Mini Metro. Well, Mini Metro is a hard act to follow up. Yeah. Like, that's about as simple and clean as a UI can yeah. possibly be. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, but I'm, you know, that said, uh, I've still got like already 16 hours into it. So <laughs> it's clearly not bothering me that much. And, uh, and like a good proportion of the, um, of the achievements as well. Mm. I'm I'm pretty much working on like all the hard achievements now. Uh how many do I oh, Steam, just tell me how many I have. You don't have to list them all out. <laughs> I 
I have unlocked 50 out of 67 achievements so far. Dang. So I'm getting there. Nice. I I did like Mini Metro has been one of my like long-term favorites that I just like play for a little bit whenever I'm bored. So mm. that's my go-to. Anyone else play anything interesting over the past few weeks? Um we so it final it finally freaking happened. Um you finished the Yakuza games. No. Never. <laughs> Still working on that, and then um, the the sequel to Judgment comes out in September. I'm literally going to be in this hole forever. But um, no, what what happened is after like months and months of uh, watching the new egg shuffle like a hawk, um, my boyfriend finally finally got a PS5. So I played wow. um, played Astro's Playroom, and that's like the only game that i have interest in playing on the ps5 right now is Aww. just the little, the little pack-in title that shows you like the controller functionality it's pretty cute it's like 30 percent gimmick and 70 percent just like neat little platformer like most of the wii games when the wii first came out yeah basically yeah it's uh it's pretty nice especially for just uh, you know, a a game that came with the console to tell you what the controller can do. I don't know, but yeah, it's very cute. All and right. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot else to say about it, but it's very cute. Lots of little robots. So yeah. Congrats on your ownership of a rare PS Five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the pro tip for for us, I guess, was if you have a whatever whatever like the GameStop um extra subscription fee thing is it's like 15 bucks a year i think he said and if you have one of those it's like the pro plan i think is what it's called if you have that you get first dibs on oh. a ps5 hmm. so 15 bucks a year if you're really looking for one it worked out for him like almost immediately after he signed up um i don't know how likely that is but if you're willing to throw down an extra 15 bucks to spend, you know, I mean, $800. Yeah, so like $800 plus $15 to buy a console that, like, there's maybe one game for that you're interested in playing. <laughs> like, yeah, no, the thing about it is there's there are a lot of games for the PS4 that I haven't played that are all unlocked mm. and like running at perfect, flawless, you know, frame rates and. A lot mm. of them have extra content as well. So it's not that there's nothing that I'm going to play, but... Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely content to wait. Yeah, I mean, I this was his quest and not mine, but <laughs> I get to reap the benefits of it, I guess. Very so. <laughs> yeah. big. I feel the same way, because my roommate just got a VR headset. Oh, yeah. So we got that set up. Have you, what have you fun. played on it? Um, nothing really. Nothing. I played a little, a little game where you play as an archer, but mainly we just like we started up like an own, our own game to test things. Oh, fair. I there are at least like three games that I would play immediately if I had a VR headset. To be fair, there's uh, Half Life Alex. Yeah. There's um, the Watchem of Face like rhythm game one with Beat the Saber. lightsabers. Yeah, Beat Saber. 
Um, and then there's the one where you get to raise a hawk or like a little tiny owl or whatever yes. it was. Yes. Oh my gosh, what was that called? I don't know. I I know what you mean because it's been all over the place on Twitter. I'm looking it up now because I need to know. What was it? But that game isn't VR exclusive, right? No, but it's much better in VR. Uh, I would like... add to that list um, VR exclusive game Moss, which is a little puzzle game oh. where you play as a mouse Ooh, that yeah. I have been like looking at forever. And we like Ev has a VR headset that he has had for I don't know a couple years, and he never uses it. But it's all hooked up to his computer, and I don't want to move everything oh. over. So I'm just like I want to play this game, and I could play this game, but I'm too lazy effectively yeah. to get myself set up there falcon age is the name of the game falcon age yeah falcon age i would Uh, i would add mist to that uh list (laughs) that that would be my only addition yeah yeah we're waiting for my roommate has like a counter-strike global offensive like chest that he's going to sell but he needs to wait because he didn't add like an authenticator but he's been hoarding that chest and it's been just going up and up and it's up to like $150. Hmm. All right. Dang. Also, I guess I've never played Super Hot, so if I had VR, I feel like that would be a good excuse to play Super Hot as in VR as well. Like again, yeah. you don't have to have VR for Super Hot, but I can see that being really fun. It seems like if you're going for the ultimate, like, you know, action movie matrix fantasy kind of thing, then Mm. like playing that in VR would be the way to go. Um, Yeah, let us keep us up to date on like if you have any like particularly cool experiences in VR. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do. How about you, Jackie? Played anything interesting in the past few weeks? Yeah, actually, I was adjudicating for the local Seattle Indies Expo, and I played, I don't know, you know, yet which ones will get shown, and I can't say what they are right now, because I don't think they've been announced yet. They might have been announced, but anyway, but yeah, there were a lot of, like, I was, it was the first time I'd adjudicated for it, and I was actually having a hard time, because the games I was assigned, they were like, I was like, this is a really promising mechanic. This is kind of cool. Like, um, you know, there was a lot of really cool little little things that the games were doing and stuff. And there was like one that was a student game that was clearly done, like they'd finished the project. And, um, it, you know, that one was surprisingly neat. So there's a lot of little, a lot of neat little indie games coming out for six this year. So, um Ooh. Yeah, I'll have to once the uh, once the official like set is announced, I'll have to come to you and be like, tell me which ones of these I should play. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wonder indie games group called the Seattle Indies, which is the Seattle Indies. But where the place and and uh, well, I think when the year we had, uh, I think Wintermore showed at six 
twice. Yep. And one of the years we were like literally across the street from PAX. So yeah. it was like, hey, done with PAX for the day? Come over and see the tiny Seattle Indies show. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember you telling us about how that went that year. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was very cute and it was a lot of fun. I really like uh, the Seattle Indies. So They are good people. They're they just, are. they're good people. Yeah. Great little community. It looks like they, dang it, they have not announced yet. PAX has announced their PAX 10 finalists, but Indies, Seattle Indies has yet to announce. Hopefully right. soon. Well, if you keep me updated, I can, uh, I'll like let people know on the next podcast what to check yeah. out. Yeah. All right. Anyone else have some, uh, any, any last uh, fun stuff for the past couple of weeks or should we jump right into the game? Let's jump into it. All right. Speaking idea. of people making good art, <laughs> we played uh, Chicory, A Colorful Tale these past couple weeks. Uh, and Chicory uh, is a game by not even really a studio, a pair, like just a number of people. Whenever we tried to look up a studio name, it's just a list of people. It's Greg Lobanoff, Alexis Dean Jones, Lena Rain, and Madeline Berger. Madeline? I am not certain. Uh, but yeah, Greg previously did uh, Wandersong. Wandersong. Uh, and also there is the uh, composer from Celeste in that group. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, not a bad <laughs> resume behind this game. Um, and it is a game where you are a small dog with a paintbrush. So it's very cute. Um, I guess let's let's do just kind of a high level mechanics breakdown first because I have a feeling we're going to spend most of the time on the story. Because um, y'all, I have some thoughts about themes. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, so the the basic premise is you are uh, a dog with a paintbrush. The world is in black and white, uh, and you go through and you add color to any given screen. In most areas, you have. Uh, a choice between a palette of four colors that changes from area to area. Um, there's a variety of ways to paint. You can just, you can change your brush size. You can just kind of randomly slather on colors, but there's also like, if you, you know, do a double click, you can make a big splotch. If you click and hold, you can fill in areas, um, things like that. Uh, as you go through, there's also, this game has like, at least half a dozen different categories of things to collect. So there's like one of them is brush styles that let you um, draw in different styles. Uh, there's also lost children, clothing, furniture. Um, there's delivering letters. Uh, there's like taking photos of places. There's finding uh, hidden presents. Um, there's a there's a lot of litter. little yeah litter there yeah you can pick litter. up litter, um, you can plant flowers. There's there's just a lot of little things in this game all over the place. Um, as you go through, there's a bunch of like Wandersong. It's a game that like has a central mechanic and then tries to find like a bunch of different little ways that you can. Um, that you can use that mechanic. Uh, I would say that these ones are a lot um, 
less related to the core mechanic than the ones in uh, in Wandersong were for the most part, but uh, they they're still like they still work pretty well. Um, so there's like uh, there'll be these like grids of symbols where you can open doors by like finding and painting the right symbols. There's little plants that will like move you around in various ways if you uh, color them at the right times or uncolor them at the right times. Um, what else? I know there was some towards the end where I'm like, oh man, we're still introducing new things. Clouds. There's like the clouds. The clouds That's right. There are um, the bug platforms. Oh, yes. The bug platforms. Oh, yeah. There's a whole, there's a couple different bug things. There's like, yeah, there's like little platforms. There's bugs with like big rocks on them that you can uh, ride on if you can get onto the rock and they will follow any color and try and eat it. Um, there's uh, a, there's bugs that come out of a hole where if you color the area around it, they will come out and <laughs> re they will uncolor that area and make it dark. Um, there's areas that if you color it in after a few seconds, it like fills in black. Um, that's in like the more ominous area. Um, when you get up to the mountain, there's Celeste-like wind mechanics <laughs> that change your jump distance. I think there's at least like three or four references to other indie games in this game, which kind of made me happy. Oh yeah, so many. Um, and if you count that as a reference to Celeste, then <laughs> that's uh, that could easily be. Um, I feel like I'm missing other brush mechanics. Mm. I guess there's all the brush powers. So like yeah. as you go through the game, you power up by uh you your relationship with your brush. So you uh you gain the ability to like swim through your paint and then swim in the water through your paint and climb walls uh and jump across gaps and uh at least one, one that I'm forgetting. A little bit goofy for me, like, oh, you're you've become a stronger wielder. Your relationship has increased with your brush. Now you may use your legs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, I get it. It's it it gates off yeah. parts of the world that you can't shouldn't be visiting yet. So I don't I don't <laughs> want to give it too hard of a time. But it it did yeah. make me laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So the the basic organization is that um, at the start you do a series of dungeons uh, in these like trees that kind of all end with a boss fight. Um, and then in the um, second half of the game, there's like these four trials that you have to go do, which don't all end with a boss fight. Uh, although one of them does. And then you face the final boss. So it's a pretty like legend of Zelda like structure, really. Um, which is, you know, go do the thing that is next, and that opens up the next mechanic, which lets you access, you know, the next area, and lets you shortcut back to previous areas and, and secret hidden things that you couldn't get to before. Um, which, you know, I love that format. I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That format, actually, um, I actually had to play it a second time, like a second sitting before I really got into it because of that format. Cause it was like, oh, feels, uh, okay. I guess, I guess we're doing, okay. We're, we're running around screens, cool. But then, yeah, I had to, had to get through that first boss fight really. 
Yeah, before, before it kind of becomes clear what the, what the game is doing. <laughs> right, right. Before I was hooked and like, okay, now I really want to finish this. Yeah, it's, it can always be a little bit like, um, I don't know. I feel like it's it, people have different reactions to the, uh, I wander around and I see like six things that I clearly can't get to yet, mm -hmm. which I will probably be able to get to later. <laughs> And like yeah. for some people that's exciting and for some people that's annoying. Yeah, I think more for me it's just the like backtracking, right? If you mm -hmm. if you have to backtrack, um, I get like, oh you know, like I don't want to go back to the five screens I've already been through. Meh. Yeah. Um there were definitely times I think like the the main example that I can think of of this was the grub caverns with the mm -hmm. bug the bug platforms where like you, you go through the cave you first of all you have to go way out of your way like to even get to grub caverns and then you get there and it's like oh you gotta take a weird way around because uh you can't go through the front door because uh, you're too big i don't remember what the actual reason was yeah. you and can't climb walls <laughs> yeah you can't climb walls that's what it was yeah uh, but i think that one in particular there there were other times as well where it just felt like now you got to do some traversal for the sake of doing traversal. Like we, we will set yeah. up a mechanic and sort of like, this is sort of the, the gimmick and the puzzle for this area, but it never felt like, well, not never, but a lot of cases it didn't feel like it justified. Um, the, the puzzle elements didn't justify it. Like how long it felt mm -hmm. like it took to get through some of those, like they introduced the, the mechanic and there's a little bit of like additional complexity as you go through and then it just kind of plateaus out and it feels like I was doing the same thing over and over on the screens and it didn't help that the bug platforms were kind of fiddly to deal with anyway yeah um, that... that one in particular is definitely a region where I'm like this is this is dragging on a little longer than yeah. it needs to yeah there, um... yeah there were definitely times where I felt like just there was too much traversal for the sake of traversal and I was really in on the story which was yeah. like I think the big thing was like I just want more story, please let yeah. me get to it. Can uh, I yeah. can I say I've only just now realized that Grub Caverns is a pun? Yes. I was like, oh, it's so weird that like this is the one place that's like not named after food, <laughs> but obviously it's named after food. Grub is a pun. God damn it! <laughs> you know what? Look, I just figured it out now as you were explaining it. So. <laughs> Yeah, go. me too. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's adorable. Oh, yeah, that that bug it, area was so sad because it was like I thought the bug little like eating color was such a cute mechanic, and even though it was very fiddly, like I was all for it. But it was just like two or three too many screens. Yeah, yeah. And the the bugs themselves were very cute. Like oh. I was happy to have gotten down there and like oh you get to talk to the bugs and meet them and they're mm. so good. Oh um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it, it never even occurred to me that, like, I don't know, that that there was uh, even the potential for a pun there. I was like, oh yeah, grub. That's where bugs live. Okay, and I yep. did not question it. <laughs> yep. It uh, wasn't until it wasn't until one of you said it out loud just now where I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. Oh well. Um, yeah, so every place in this game is named after food. Um, the <laughs> people are named after individual, like, edible things, uh, and the places are named after, like, 
uh, more general like meal times and food categories. So like the region is called picnic. You start in the town of luncheon. Uh, the big city is called dinners. There's the grub cavern. The the ocean area is the big drink, etc. etc. Which I don't think plays into the game really. It's just no. kind of a cute theme that they have going on. Um, and at the very yeah. beginning, they name they ask you to name your uh, favorite food in the same way that Earthbound does, and then that's your character's name. So I was potato, obviously. I was risotto because that's what I made just before starting. Risotto is such a good name for that character. It's a good name, it's a good name and a good food. You put good, solid choice. Um, I was sandwich because I was eating a sandwich as I started the game. Nice. On I was homemade bread. That's nice. Oh, nice, nice. I was I was cream puff. Oh, oh. cream puff is also a good name for that dog. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> I was very pleased when it was. I, I actually did not put two and two together when I was filling it out that it was going to name the character. I have no idea why I missed that connection. I was very pleased. When God, I feel. I feel like Cream Puff is at once an amazing name for that character and also <laughs> something that's going to make it seem like everyone is being vaguely condescending to you the entire game. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <sighs> Perfect. Um, yeah, so the Chicory, the, the title character, is uh, the the previous brush wielder, um, and so not the playable character. Apparently the canonical name for the playable character is Pizza. That's what the, like, devs refer to the character as. So. But as, as someone who's, like, not crazy about pizza, I, I prefer all of our names. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess let's get into the story. Uh, this is a game about art and how it feels to do art in sort of our modern culture and about like the pressures involved in it and the burnout. And it's this is so as as a lot of as listeners to the podcast remember, uh, I gave a GDC talk recently about themes. And one <laughs> of the sections we talk about like scoping a theme and like picking a theme that is it can't be too broad because then like people you know people won't pick up on the through line and it's hard to organize your team to kind of all think about the thing in the same way but it can't be too specific because you still have to or be able to organize like side quests and npcs around exploring your theme um so it has to be able to apply to things and goddamn if this isn't like absolutely nailing it like smack dab in the middle of like perfectly scoped theme <laughs> i was so happy when i heard you all were going to be doing chicory for the podcast because yeah kyla this was a game i was like kyla has to play this game even if she doesn't like it she has to play it because of that just yeah. perfect because like the the main the main story is about um kind of the feeling of like burnout and sort of being putting pressure on you to to be like perfect at the art that you're doing and how that like the you know the more that you are pressured to do well the more that can like destroy you internally and lead to like quick burnout but there's also like a bunch of side quests about things like you know being jealous of other people's arts and like 
what it's like to have fans and like, you know, like the sort of awkward interactions of people seeing you more as an artist and not as like a person. And also the way that like people just ask artists to do stuff for free for them. <laughs> it's like a side plot. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and there's, there's a lot of good stuff in this. I was uh, I was very pleased by like how much it had to say, and some of it was like hit pretty close to home, uh, in terms of like some of the writing and game dev stuff that that I've done. And there's a, there's also a lot about like feeling like you don't live up to, uh, you know, other artists that you admire, and yeah. There's also yeah. like this whole self-expression part of it too mm -hmm. like how do you express yourself and then in the context of all of those themes as well yeah and the degree for which to which you do art for yourself for self-expression versus doing art for other people uh because you have to and how like making art your job can kind of like ruin the pleasure you get out of it mm -hmm. <clears throat> lots of lots of like good meat to dig into here. This is the sort of thing that like you could write some essays on if uh, if you wanted to. So the story. So it starts with you are the janitor for the brush wielder, and the wielder is a person in this world who uh, is able to bring color to the world, and they're the only person who's able to do that. Um, and every few years, the brush passes on from, uh, you know, one person to the next, and someone new gets to sort of determine what all the colors are going to look like. Um, <clears throat> so you're the janitor, and one day you, like, the just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of the color just disappears. Uh, and you go looking for Chicory, who's the current wielder, and you find the magic brush just kind of abandoned, uh, so you pick it up, and you go to look for Chicory, and you find there's, like, this sort of dark, evil force, uh, that's taking over the world that's, like, growing brambles everywhere. Um, and when you, like, venture into one of these, like, giant black trees that it makes, then you fight, like, this sort of weird abstract monster. There's some real good boss fights in this, and we oh. should talk about the boss fights. Um... Uh, but you eventually find Chicory, and it turns out that she is, like, super depressed and burnt out and doesn't want to be the wielder anymore. So she's like, fuck it, you just take the brush, because I'm not doing this. Um, <clears throat> which, she's like your hero, so it's kind of a, it's like a very sad thing for your character. But also you get to be the wielder, so that's cool. Um, and you go around fighting the Dark Force, and eventually it starts to, like, personify and become a version of Chicory, and then, like, a version of you, and then a version of Blackberry, one of the previous wielders. Um, <clears throat> and you kind of have a bit of a crisis of, like, shoot, am I actually supposed to be the wielder? And you end up coming to, to terms with, like, you know, talking to Chicory, uh, and she agrees to, like, basically make you a proper wielder and send you through the, like, pre-wielder trials that all wielders are supposed to do so that you can climb up the tower and actually fight the thing properly. Um, so you go do uh, these four trials. 
uh, it, during which you learn that like a lot of uh, Chicory's sort of anxiety and like overpressure that led to her burnout came from the fact that like the previous wielder Blackberry was like really hard on her and didn't really have a lot of faith in her and you know tried to force her to be perfect um which is kind of really sad mm -hmm. uh and then you get all the the stuff you go up to the top of the tower um you fight the uh evil force which is it turns out is like the brush is personifying people's sort of anxieties and negative feelings and kind of growing out of control and becoming evil. Um, so you fight this these personifications from the brush and it uh, takes the brush away from you and destroys it. And you're like, well, damn, now what? Uh, and then you and Chicory both learn to m make your own brush uh, to like summon, summon the power of art within yourself. <laughs> Uh, and then you fight the the darkness together, and then you beat it, and then it ends with uh, the sort of a new, like a paradigm shift, where it's no longer going to be one wielder who's in charge of all the colors. Instead, uh, Chicory and the main character are going to teach everybody who wants to, like, how to grow their own brush and, like, paint their own colors, which I think is, like, a great way for it to end, because, again, we're on themes so it's, you know, about how, like, d destroying the sort of, like, institutional gatekeeping around making art where it's only, like, a select few people who are just allowed by virtue of talent or luck or whatever to, to make art and saying, like, no, no, like, anybody who wants to make art should be able to make art. Yeah. Which is a good message. I'm happy with that ending. I mean, it's also very fitting because it's like I could see this game being like a really good kid-friendly game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has some of that same cutesiness that uh, Wander Song has, where yeah. it's just like it just wants to like it just wants to be optimistic about the world. Like, not that it's like in like super sort of naive childish kind of thing it's just like has an overall positive view which i really appreciate in games these days yeah absolutely totally ditto <laughs> need more of in my life yeah yeah it's like it's uh, you hear not that i really want to bring up this topic but you you hear criticism i i'm a huge huge fan of games in the like wholesome games category and mm -hmm. when you are a fan of wholesome games a lot of people are like well but they're just positive and they don't want to like address you know like hard emotions and stuff and but like chicory fits in that category of like a wholesome game but oh my god so much investigation of negative emotion right like it is this very yeah. sweet game with all these very cute elements right the adorable little bugs and the you know like everything's named after food and, and all of that it's all very cute but like it's also literally talking very directly about and addressing burnout and depression and you know like these are very heavy topics that you don't see covered in games even like a lot of art right like they're, yeah. they're really hard topics to address and to talk about and I think 
think they did a great job with chicken. They're also like not topics covered by a whole lot of less wholesome games in the industry. Right. Like there's plenty of games that are quote unquote serious and dour and cynical and still don't actually tackle interesting topics. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's always it's always nice to see when a game like has something to say and says it. Um, so I guess like, you know, how'd y'all do? Like what, uh, what was your thing that you spent? Were you just driving mostly for the story? Did anybody, you know, stop and, and do all the side things? No. no. I mean, I started doing like everything and then it was like, every time I did so like, try to find secrets, I get a brush and I have like, 10 that I already don't use. Oh, the brush styles, yeah. So there's... And, like, as a, not a completionist, I, I couldn't be bothered. There is so much if you are a collector-type personality in this game and, like, want to collect things. It's, it's a lot. Which I, I was like, okay, we're doing this for the podcast. I don't have the full 20 hours to do it. Um, so I'm just going to, you know, run through the main story parts and stop there. And I have uh, 25 hours in this game. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. You have a problem. I do. I really do. Um, the, the thing is, like, the stuff I had found naturally by the time I was, like, ready to finish the game, I'm like, I might as well just find all of the kids, right? Like, I'm almost done with them, and I might as well just, you know, finish collecting these, you know, presents, and I, I might as well. The only things I didn't finish was, um, the litter, because I'm pretty sure the litter system actually bugged out on me. Because it oh. says uh, it tells me I still have one left in Gulp Swamp, even though I literally looked up a guide and I have found all of the ones that are listed as Gulp Swamp. Mm. Um, Dang. And then I've got like I don't know um, a little bit more uh, decor that I haven't found, but it's it's literally like um, I think I've got like ninety one percent and ninety three percent respectively on mm. those. Wow. So I got, and then I've gotten all the other achievements in the game. So I got pretty close <laughs> to finishing it. Yeah, wow. It really depended on how I was feeling when I sat down to play it as to whether I'm just going to, like, you know, whether I went straight for the story or, you know, d delivered letters or just kind of wandered around. Um an art class. I, I, I forgot about the art class. Art class. Yeah. Art class. Art class. Yeah. Art. Art class was the hard one for me to go back to and do because it like, um, it was like it was something you had to like remember to go and do. Like, oh yeah, like do I feel like going and doing an art class this time? But I'm glad I did go back enough to finish to get that side quest with the one student there who was all mm -hmm. like. There's a student in for for people, you know. I guess spoilers, but um, oh, this whole podcast is going to be yeah. Spoilers. Don't <laughs> fair, worry about spoilers. Yeah. yeah. So so there's one student when you're doing the art classes, like everybody's like, "Wow, you're the wielder," and so they just kind of default say wonderful things about you, except for this one student who's like, "Come on, like 
this is not good. Like, what are you, why are you all saying, you're just saying they're good because they're the wielder and they eventually leave. And so I, I did enough classes to get to the point where they left so that then I could follow up on that side quest and complete that. And I'm very glad I did. And I think that was what it was for me. I did the side quests if it felt like, or did the collecting stuff, if it felt like I was getting more world building or more like story content. So like uh, finding all of the lost kids, very glad I did that. Super there's glad. A, there's a Love cute, that. like Mwah. you can set up this cute lesbian romance Mwah. by finding all the kids. I know when they first, and, and that paid off so well, because when they first like showed up together, I was like, these two need to get together. Like, so yeah. I was so happy when they paid that off. <laughs> you actually have to do two side quests to get them together because you have to find yeah. all the kids and you have to do the letter delivery yeah. quest mm -hmm. because they they both start and end from the letter delivery quest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, it starts with it's this cat mom who's like, uh, oh no, my kids are like have gone missing. Can you help find them? And so you find her five kids and it's like, yay. And then you keep finding kids. And she's like, who's, who's are all these kids? These aren't my kids, but I guess I'll take care of them until we find their parents. And then alongside this quest, you find a, a random skunk mom whose kid is missing. And so they go and team up to like help find all the parents of these missing kids as you keep finding them. Uh, and then eventually they get together and it's super cute. So cute. It's so cute. There are two, and I don't think these are intended to be Wintermore references, but there are two things in which uh, this game is similar to Wintermore. One is the side quest to get together a lesbian couple, mm -hmm. uh, and the other is uh, the, my secret nemesis drawing a horse. Yes. <laughs> because that oh, is the yeah. last of the art classes, is draw a hyper-realistic horse. <laughs> okay, now I have to go finish all the art classes. Oh, gosh, dang it. Yeah. It's a it's a, a horse looking back over its shoulder. But the thing is because everybody is animals, like it's they they treat it as it's like an erotic nude. Oh um, my gosh. Because oh, the man. horse isn't wearing any clothes. Oh my gosh. I will say one thing. I don't know if it's true or not, but this is something I've been very curious about. The art teacher. It feels like there is some very, very simple AI involved where the art teacher actually makes a comment about your painting, not yeah. just like a preset yeah. phrase. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's usually she'll comment on like some of the colors you used and if right. you like overwhelmingly use one color more than another, or if you like, uh, sometimes she'll talk about like the balance of light and dark colors and, and things like that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's got some very simple AI heuristic to try mm -hmm. and have meaningful commentary about your piece. I just, I thought that was interesting though, because like that is, that's, you know, it's, it's that again, they, they put, they just put in that little extra effort to make that part of the game true to that experience. Right. Where like, yeah, like if you're some famous artist and you went to an art class, right. A lot of students would be like, wow, amazing but not actually have anything constructive to say but then yeah. like the art teacher has something constructive to say and i just i just really appreciated that little detail yeah I, it's it plays with some interesting so since we didn't actually explain the art classes the uh yeah. there's a like little art academy uh in one of the towns you can go to the town of potluck um 
that it alternates between two types of art classes. One is where you are asked to like draw something that expresses something or that is like your own creation and those get placed in frames around the world. And then there's another where you are asked to recreate a masterpiece from one of the previous uh, wielders. And the the controls of this game are like intentionally <laughs> not great. So like you can do some stuff and like I've seen some amazing pictures in the Steam gallery of people like making the best with the the controls they have. But you can't like there's no way to actually recreate most of these. Um I... certainly not like a hyper realistic horse with the yeah. little like MS paint uh <laughs> style controls. Um so it becomes more about kind of like expressing yourself and just like not not being too precious with your art and or it becomes a way that like characters can legitimately get away with saying like oh you know your stuff's not as good as like these original <laughs> ones and it's well what balanced I, one of the things that's really cute about that is they actually commissioned different artists to do the different master paintings yeah um, i saw that in the credits yeah, and then I saw on Twitter one of the artists was playing Chicory and got to one of theirs. And so, like, showed the comparison of of literally the thing that was in Chicory that they made and then the thing they made in the game. And it made me feel so much better about my, like, master studies because she was, like, the controls, she was just like, oh, my God, it looks terrible. Oh, my gosh, this is great. <laughs> you know, like, you know? And I was like, okay, good. Like, I feel so much better about my work. Because here's yeah. the person who literally made that work and trying to recreate it. And, there were yeah. there were like three or four of them that I was like legit proud of the the work I'd managed to do in recreating the thing. Yeah. I'm like, I did an okay job. Mm -hmm. It's like you can tell which one this was supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The ones the ones you sent in um in Discord were very nice. So good job. Yeah, there's one more I might add, which is there's like one that's kind of uh, which they the art teachers or the um, the gallery because you can you can also go talk to uh, the the like gallery owner where all the masterworks are housed, and they'll give you some like really pretentious art history explanation for whatever the picture is, which is great. <laughs> um, and so she mentions that one of the pictures was uh, from the anime period of art. <laughs> It's I think like the third to last one or something like that. And I was I was actually pretty happy with how that one came out too. It's like a like a you know, fox character staring wistfully at a mountain. It's <laughs> it's pretty great. Um I wanted to take a screenshot of the like full gallery, but unfortunately like every time I try and screenshot it uh like minimizes the Oh. The game, so I can't do it properly. Maybe if I get uh if I can get it in windowed mode, I could probably do it. Oh, yeah, weird. Classic print screen, maybe. Do a Yeah, that's what I was trying mm -hmm. to do, but because I think because shift because uh, I have to do shift print screen and because shift is mm -hmm. actually like a control in the game, it like overrides mm -hmm. the listening for but anyway, um yeah, the the side story with <clears throat> that that one character is kind of interesting because her whole deal is that she's like justifiably upset that like she's worked her entire life like desperately wanting to become the wielder and like 
you know, she's attending art school and she like really, really cares about this. Uh, and then you just randomly show up out of nowhere and get lucky and you're like not that good an artist <laughs> and like yeah. you get to be the wielder. And so she kind of she quits uh, the art school in a huff and then you can. Because she she also like her dream was to be displayed in the like master's gallery that's for the wielders. <clears throat> so you can like go to the master's gallery and try and convince them to like host some of her art but they are like no we're like literally just a showcase for wielders we don't really like do outsider art um and you can eventually get her like uh or like you can tell her about the the little um cafe in luncheon where they they show like art by new artists and get her a little show there and then she'll give you one of her pieces, which is great because yeah. her art is awesome. And there's like a cool cat warrior picture that I absolutely yes. wanted to put on my wall. Yes, that's actually interesting. I I must now I'm curious, like I got the impression that there that it wasn't just wielders in the gallery, that that there were masters and, and great artists, because I remember the gallery person saying there being this thing where the gallery person says, oh, well, we only show famous art. And yeah. then your character asks, well, how does one get famous? Mm -hmm. And the gallery person's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and, and that just little commentary was, was great. Like, yeah, <clears throat> well received. Yeah, I assume it was for wielders only because like all of the stuff that you hang in there is recreations from... Uh, yeah from wielders that you end up doing in the art classes so yeah. some of those pictures from the art classes though the the master paintings are so good they're so <laughs> good there's like one of the really early ones is this tiny kitten with these oh, enormous eyes that is one of my favorites um there's also like towards the end there's a like two gentlemen cat uh at a bar and uh Look like one of both wearing monocles, and one looks very surprised, and the other looks very offended. It's like pretty spectacular. There's some good ones. I recommend doing the uh, art side quest. I'm, yeah, um, I'm looking at the 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 bachelor party is the the yes. one with the two cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. That's pretty Jiggery great. Masterworks. Does it? Is there a place where it just has all of them? Yeah, let me um put it in the. There's a Steam guide with all of the oh, nice. uh, oh, nice. painting class paintings. Nice. I love the cat. Yeah. Yeah, that that tiny kitten with giant <laughs> giant empty eyes is like. Oh, that one speaks to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, chicory. There we go. Yeah, the guides were actually pretty helpful. I did end up using the guides to do some uh, some cleanup uh, afterwards. Oh yeah, here we are. Yeah, hidden kitten is the one. Yeah, the the crow uh, afterwards is also was also one of my favorites. It's very kind of like stylized, and it uses these like almost like scratch like strokes that are very cool. Um, but yeah, there's like a dog wizard. Uh, <laughs> There's the anime fox. Yeah, and the portrait of a horse looking back is the yes. final one. Is is that even a drawing? It just looks like no, a No, I think it's a photo of a horse. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's excellent. And then just... a lot of them are like, this is kind of creepy. It's like almost too real. <laughs> For the horses, you're a horse with a can of beans on his back. Because nice. that's what I did on Wintermore. Yep. Yes. Bean horse. Yes. I like <laughs> to think that people, can, uh, that people can have a thematic through line between Wintermore and Chicory. <laughs> Where they draw the same horse. And yeah, the, the gallery master is like, it's such a seductive painting, the way like the horse is looking back over its shoulder, like completely <laughs> nude. And it's like, okay. <laughs> but at the same time, it's sort of eerie. It's like how hyper real it is. It's almost too real. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is excellent. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's such a cute game. Um, but I wanted to go back to something like that, uh, Jackie, you mentioned, which was that, like, the little details in yeah. this game, there are so many, like, uh. little touches that are just, like, really fun and good and, and nice, and I appreciate it immensely. Um, if anyone wants to go to find it on Twitter, um, Greg Lobanoff did a, a, an entire thread on, like, Here's all of the, here's like a bunch of the cute little stuff that we did uh, in the game to kind of, you know, like, just, you know, polish it up a little. And there's some, there's some like really cute stuff there. Um, a lot of it is musical stuff about how they changed um, like certain musical stings to be based on the the keys of the, like whatever ambient music was playing um, and how they would like do a, a slightly larger delay. Um, I think it's. Uh, when you fin when you leave an area that has like a like a low key relaxed uh, music and go into an area with like jauntier music, they kind of give it more pause in between so that uh, it's not as like harsh or abrupt a transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's there's so many little details like that, and then there's also so there's like little mechanical details and just polished details, but then there's also just like there are things that happen that are not side quests that still also communicate, like speak to the themes and stuff. Like there's this one little NPC character who just randomly shows up. He's like a super fan. At least I never found a side quest yeah. with him. He's yeah. just a super fan. He randomly shows up in screens and then is just like gushing about your work. But then after so many times of talking to him, he just looks at you and he's like, thanks so much for like talking to me and letting me gush about your work. Like, and I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Like that relationship with fans and like fanatic fans was kind of an yeah. interesting touch point. Yeah, yeah you can make uh, some custom um, like one of the first things you can do is like draw a custom T-shirt design at the cafe. And that fan will be wearing your t-shirt the entire game after that, um, <clears throat> which is pretty fun. The, uh, oh man, um, that reminds me. So there's a, there's a few little qu side quests you can do where you get to like draw specific things for specific people. Like, um, you design in the, in the post game, you can like design a donut. There's like one where you design the logo for like a pizza place. Um, there's one where, uh, you design, um, 
like a candy for like a candy shop. Mm -hmm. um, but you there's also um, you can design your own special brush style. Uh, mm -hmm. You can design your own shirt and you can design your own uh, hair or like hat. Um, and so for the hat, the custom hat, uh, I did uh, like a um, anime style like punk pompadour. <laughs> with like the big sort of sausage hair that sticks out the front. Whoa. And then the thing is, it turns out that in the final yeah. boss fight, uh, when you're fighting like a mirror version of yourself, it wears yeah. all your custom gear and yeah. attacks you with uh, your custom brush style. <laughs> so my my mirror self was wearing this big old pompadour. It was amazing. Oh that's, my gosh. That's pretty, that's... That's probably the best outcome um, possible yeah. for having customizable <laughs> items. Yeah. Oh, boy. That is excellent. Oh it was gosh. so good. I, like, it's, it kind of, in a way, it was kind of a negative because it's supposed to be, like, a really serious sequence, and I could not take it seriously because my, my rival had this stupid haircut, but <laughs> uh, it was still awesome. I, I think that definitely touches into like the thing we did with Wintermore where like mm -hmm. if you decide to do something silly like congratulations now at this very like moment it's gonna be something silly you know um, yeah yeah we that was our strategy with the horse painting which is like listen if you did not take the prompt seriously and you drew a penis you're just gonna have to live <laughs> with the characters talking about you having drawn this penis or in earnest for the entire rest of the game congratulations <laughs> yes yes um but yeah i was i was very pleased yes oh, giant pompadour is perfect um what else what else were like some good uh like like favorite moments from this game there are a lot of good ones there are so many well boss fights yes let's like, talk about boss fights mm -hmm. <clears throat> oh my goodness they like felt so good i don't know if they felt good to others but to me like the music timing and like even there was one the one where you fight um, Huckleberry, like, for whatever reason, my brain Huckleberry? could not do the patterns, like, couldn't figure it out. So I died uh, a lot. Blackberry? Blackberry, yes. Sorry, yes, Blackberry. Okay. I said Huckleberry, didn't I? You did. Yeah. yeah. When I when you fight Blackberry, yeah, or the image of Blackberry, mm -hmm. um, like, I could not figure out the timings on this stuff for whatever reason. So I died a bunch. But even then... It felt so good. <laughs> like, yeah, they have, a, they have a good responsiveness to like difficulty in the boss fights. Because mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the boss fight, like, you can't, this isn't a game with enemies in it for the most part. You can't really die. Like, you can jump into the water before you get the swimming thing and like restart, you have to restart on the shore. But it's like the boss fights are the only place where you're genuinely in danger. But it's, it's like if you take you know, three, two or three hits in short succession, the screen like whites out and then rewinds a little bit and mm -hmm. you like start the current phase over. And it's like just enough of a small interruption to make you not want to do it, right? To make you like mm -hmm. annoyed that it's interrupting the fight. But not so much that it's frustrating when the fights are hard. Um, and I also noticed, because I died a lot on the final boss, um, mm -hmm. 
because that gets pretty chaotic at some parts. And if you die a certain amount in a quick type, it's like, hey, do you want to, like, up the number of hits that you can take? Uh, and if you say no, it's like, okay, but if you change your mind, you can always do that from the menu. <laughs> it's like, all right, thank you. They thought, and it's like, oh, also you can turn down the reaction speed required uh, to, to react to things. And apparently that affects um, a number of things, including, like, the speed at which, like, those explosive mushrooms will explode mm. and things like that so that people who just don't have a good reaction time, um, like, you know, it's it's fine uh, for okay. they can play more easily. Um, but, yeah, so the boss fights are uh, also the place where the fact that they share a compo the game shares a composer with Celeste is most obvious. <laughs> like the yeah. boss fight music really feels like Celeste music, <laughs> uh, which you know I think is a good thing. But um, I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, this feels like a very different soundtrack that I'm suddenly listening to. Did I did I teleport into Celeste? What happened? <laughs> Um, but they're usually like a fully black or fully white screen um, where there's, you know, whatever, whoever your enemy is, is like going around and you have to like wait for the time. You have to dodge attacks until they're vulnerable and then you have to like paint over them as much as you can while they're vulnerable. And uh, <clears throat> at first it's just like a bunch of eyes that follow you around, but like later characters uh, kind of get gimmicks where... Um, like for uh, Chicory and Blackberry, they have specific like patterns of painting that they'll do on the screen and their, their paint strokes can hurt you. And when you're fighting yourself, which I think is really cool, they do a mirror mechanic where every time you draw, it draws uh, like in uh, the enemy attack pattern on the opposite mirror side of the screen. So you have to like figure out how to draw such that you mirror the part that's attacking to the part of the like version of you that's flying around. It's a little bit hard to like mentally wrap your head around, but it's very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, in the in the final fight, you fight like the brush styles of like a bunch of the different previous wielders. Um because you you know, they're the it's the brush that's been wielded over the ages and uh some of those are real hard to dodge. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they were they were doing something with the timing of the music and stuff with it too. That like when the boss switched into another phase, the music almost seamlessly moves to a next phase in the music, and it it just felt really good to to play them. It just was all very tight and very all all cohesive. All of it, like the yeah. The, look the uh, theme the music oh so good i had one time where like the music transition was really awkward in a boss fight mm. oh. but most of the time it was great i did it exactly the wrong moment mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah the uh i wasn't like super impressed with like the first boss fight and the fact like the first two mm -hmm. are pretty similar but i i did like it did like build on itself over time in a way that i uh that i appreciated that i thought was really cool and by the end it was like so crazy chaotic that i'm like oh my god <laughs> the, ni the nice one is that in the uh second half of the final boss fight uh you have chicory fighting along with you 
mm-hmm. and she'll like help like stun the boss and keep it pinned so that you have an opportunity to to draw and like that's kind of sweet. It's a little bit it does make the fight a little more chaotic because you have yet another sprite on the screen to worry about, but it was still good. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. How did you all feel about the sort of like Zelda style dungeons um that you go through because there's the there's the like however many trees that you go through in the beginning, I think it's like four or five. And then there's the four wielder trials at the end. And all of them have a kind of like, hey, like learn and master this mechanic over the course of this space um, sort of Zelda feel to it. I, I felt like they were, I don't know, some of them are pretty great. Like I, I really liked the, um, the wielder temple, which mm-hmm. they, they mentioned is supposed to be one of the wielder trials, but you do it pretty much, not right away, but you do it really close to the beginning. Um, and that one was... It was really rewarding mm-hmm. because there were a lot of like just little hidden things in mm-hmm. there, and some of them you needed to find to you know progress, but a lot of them you just didn't. Um, oh yeah, like the graffiti. <laughs> yeah, the graffiti <laughs> was probably the best part. Um, once again, injecting humor into uh, you know a pretty serious like thing, but in a way that doesn't feel completely disingenuous i guess you want to explain Um, the graffiti so the one of the big like bits of the wielder temple is there is text that is only visible when you fill in the area um with paint um and there's so it's it's like basically hints on how to solve the puzzle or things about like this is what it means to be the wielder uh and the wielder's responsibility etc but then this someone has come into the the temple and has um written written about butts all over this um very heavy text about being the wielder and then somebody else has come in after them and like admonished them saying this is very disrespectful and you shouldn't do this um <laughs> like come I, on you're yeah, ruining yeah. an old sacred temple <laughs> it's yeah it's I, I like that that is a trope that i like where somebody has written on a thing and then somebody else is writing on the thing to scold them <laughs> i am i i am probably the scold person um uh, i like <laughs> It's it's like sad, but uh, I like I I am that person who's like no, you can't do that. That's disrespectful to this whole temple. In us, there are two wolves: one that wants to protect the sacred place, the other that just wants to write butts all over it. Yeah, exactly. You gotta choose which wolf you feed. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you're the butts wolf and sometimes you're the scold wolf and yeah. I, I, I think that's just life, baby. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is not a particularly good transition, but for whatever reason, it just popped into my mind. Um, there's some so the 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 cameos, like the references to other indie games. Yeah. Uh, there is a bird for who is the bard from Wander Song. Yay! Kiwi. Oh, Kiwi. Kiwi the parakeet is uh you can run into him in um just this like in the tea time meadows and he'll let you like write a song with him and then and it's it's one of the wander it's using the wander song mechanic. Like they don't show up the like little bars of color the way they did did for the song wheel, but you do like paint in certain directions to play the notes. 
Um, and then after you sing a song with him, he'll like tr travel to various other screens and randomly show up at those screens and sing your little song. <laughs> it's very cute. It was such a good. Um, there's also, you know, this, the whole mountain climbing section feels very Celeste-like, mm -hmm. so that, you know, you could consider a Celeste reference. Um, your dad is a raccoon who runs a donut shop, so I'm pretty sure that's intended yep. to be a Donut County reference. <laughs> um, there's There was at least one more that I was thinking Frog, of. The frog yes. detective is on vacation. Yes, frog detective <laughs> randomly shows up in then, uh, Summer Springs. And you are literally trying to solve a, a theft. And yeah. frog detective is like, I am on vacation. We yeah. must at some times take these moments and separate from our work. So yeah. I will not help you. Frog, frog detective <laughs> gives you a very valuable lesson on work-life balance and having yeah. clear boundaries between the two. <laughs> it's so good. It is awesome. Um, there's a, uh, there's a character in the game called Dr. Cheese where you can get a, like, you can make a custom color palette. So you're not limited to, um, uh, you're not limited to the, the palette of colors that you get for entering each individual area. And I like specifically, I, I mostly went with whatever color palettes I was given because it, it makes the areas look nice and unified. Um, but for Frog Detective, I specifically, like, got specialized colors to paint him green and brown because I'm like, that's Frog Detective. He should look like Frog Detective. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Oh, my gosh. There are mm. some, there are, like, a handful of uh, really, um, like, really good brush styles. Like, most of the brush styles are just kind of random, random patterns, and they're, like, not that useful. But there are a handful that are very useful, including, like, custom color palette, uh, mm. the paint bucket tool, which mm. is, uh, like, a, a, faster than just filling things in by holding down with your brush, and B, like, lets you do things where you, you know, you can, like, draw a line and then only fill in a certain section, mm -hmm. um, which is very helpful in the art lesson parts. There's also one that lets you draw yeah. straight lines. It's a surprise. Oh shit, I'm... my internet. No, it's fine, you're back. <laughs> uh, you, you started to say you're a bit surprised? I'm just a bit no, surprised that, like, the fill tool... Oh? No, you're here. No, I'm not sure about that. Ah, rats. Um, I, I mean, we can hear you just fine, but it sounds yeah. like, are we cutting out for okay. you? Now it looks a bit better. Um, okay. I'm a bit surprised that like the filter wasn't like mandatory. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you do have the brush fill, which is like slow, but works well enough. So yeah, but it, it was so useful, the fill tool. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, there's also a super special uh, secret brush style that you can get for um, for if you do. I think it's if you do the side quest with the girl from art school, and then come back and talk to her mom. Um, 
she'll give you a pattern that lets you get into what is essentially mm-hmm. the Legend of Zelda Lost Woods. Like, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's it's supposed to be the Lost Woods from Legend of Zelda, um, where you can get a rainbow brush um, that just lets you, like, leave behind a trail of, like, you know, a random assortment of dots of whatever the current color palette is. And I really liked that brush a lot. I didn't use it very much because I got it very late in the game. Um, but I I liked that brush. Yeah, that brush has a lot of interesting interactions with um with the different areas and the different mechanics and such cool brush yeah it occurred to me later like oh i should have tried like filling in an area with that brush and see what happens Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um there's also the uh i think i can't remember if i said there's like a right angles brush that lets you draw Mm -hmm. straight lines um, I think there's like, you know, you know, a circle brush and a square brush and like certain little patterns like X's and things. Um, there's, also, there's also some weird ones that have totally different mechanics. Like there's a fire brush style that literally lights your brush on fire. And you interesting. can. So there's a one in one of the areas you are actually supposed to burn away stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have gotten the fire brush, you can cheese through that entire section because you're supposed to like get the fire from a fire source and, and carefully paint around like water. But if you have the fire brush, you don't have to do that. Um, so that, and that was intentional, I guess that I saw yeah. Greg tweet about that and that that was intentional. And, yeah. And there's just some interesting little interactions that oh. some of the, less useful looking brush styles like the music brush and the um there's another one that i can't remember that has just like an interesting like interaction with another part of the game and and really doesn't equate to anything other than being a cute detail um that's uh that's a nice reward for using alternate brush styles because mm -hmm. i like carl i mostly didn't i found like four that i thought were like pretty useful and then like never swapped i had like the color palette brush and the paint brush paint bucket brush that I used all the time and then I like occasionally used like rainbow and right angle mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. that was it yeah <clears throat> um, but it's it's nice when it rewards players for like being playful and experimenting with stuff I think that's very in character for this game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, some of this does make me wonder though about like I I don't have time to become a speedrunner, but if I did, I would want to speedrun this game because I bet mm. this game will have a really interesting speedrun um, because there's like fast movement requires you to paint things. So there's this like trade off between the time it takes to paint things and like the amount of times you're going to be traversing an area and therefore like want to be able to go fast. That mm-hmm. I think, like, I bet the routing for that game is going to be, like, super fascinating. Yeah. It'll also be interesting, I think, because technically Chicory can be played with two players. And mm. so, like, doing a two-player speedrun, I think, would be really interesting. Because the second player, all they get is a brush. And yeah. so they can help you. So my partner and I, for a while, played together. And then then he kind of got bored with it because, you know, I was just running around and 
you know <laughs> how it is but and he was just the brush and he was like eh, i don't want to be just the brush but yeah so he the the second person can can be a brush right and so i could see like two speedrunners playing together and getting in sync and like one of them painting all the paths for them quickly while the other is like really quickly running through them and stuff i, I it, yeah i'm very curious as well yeah that's gonna be cool so yeah, I, just, I just quickly checked on the speedrun for this mm -hmm. and I'm not sure you would be that interested. Oh, no. What's, uh... The game looks a bit broken. Oh, is it mostly <laughs> glitch-based? It would have to be a glitchless run, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, it did, there, I didn't run into any, like, really bad glitches, except for maybe that litter glitch. Mm. Um, but it, it had a feel of, like, there were a lot of times where I was, like... Um, <clears throat> jumped to a place where I wasn't 100% sure I was supposed to be able to jump to it and uh, like got some um, you know like got hung up on certain corners that like didn't feel like I needed to be like that I should have gotten hung up or you mm -hmm. know like didn't pop out of a swimming animation when I thought I should and things like that so I could see how, like, if you were intentionally trying, like, it's fine for casual play. It never got me, like, so stuck I had to quit the game or anything. Um, but I could see how if you were intentionally trying to abuse the mechanics, you could do that a lot. Um, there is technically any percent if you um, refuse to pick up the brush three times in the beginning, it goes right to credits. So I guess that counts as like the any percent run, um, but you know it would have to be a like like a a, a glitchless like get like beat the final boss run. So hmm. um, uh, other other like small cute appreciated details. Uh, I did not make use of this, but there is a menu option if you are someone who has. Uh, like auditory issues with like not wanting to hear like squishy wet sounds you can turn off all the squishy wet sounds in the game oh that's pretty nice um because apparently that is that is a thing where like some people have like it's it's not exactly it's like the opposite of ASMR. Like some people like really respond strongly to ASMR and some people don't. Some people have like very visceral strong negative reactions to like wet sounds that they that they can't control and so it's it was a nice feature for those people that you can turn that off because mm -hmm. there are a lot of squishy wet sounds whenever you're painting yeah <laughs> um let's see any any other like uh details there's a spot there's some a little bit of post-game content that you mm -hmm. can go in around and do uh one of them is like uh because the wielder tower is like, you know, was supposed to be where the current wielder lives, but now there really isn't going to be a one current wielder. Uh, they decide to turn it into a community art space. So like Chicory has some other place that uh, like she needs to find a place to move to. So she gives you a little flag and you can go anywhere in the world and like set it up and she'll put her little like yurt down there. Uh, and then if you go inside it, it's like the one place in the game where you can see like Chicory's original coloring style. And I actually do really love her coloring style so much. So I was really pleased to get to see it again. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. 
Um, the there's so many there's so many like good moments and like fun characters in it. Like there's a you go get a um, the first time I did transit was a great moment for me. Oh, oh. The fast travel system is oh. like this. There's a series of bus benches. Um, and so you have to, once you get to dinners, you can get a transit pass and then you can like use these benches. And so you, you, they're like, yeah, just sit on a, you know, one of the transit benches and flash your pass and like, you know, the, they'll come get you. And so you, uh, you sit on a thing and flash a pass and a giant eagle swoops in and carries <laughs> you off. And I'm like, that, that is not what I expected to happen. Oh my gosh, I actually met, so you can actually meet one of the yes. transit people, and I actually found her and met her first before <laughs> I got my transit pass, and so, like, I I was ready for it, but she is my favorite character. I, I love her. Great. She looks amazing. awesome. She's amazing. Speaking of the transit pass, I don't know, because I, I did not finish the game because of, like, just time and busyness and all sorts of stupid shit, but... When you get your transit pass, there are the three kids in a trench coat, and you illegally yes. give them a transit pass. Does that pay off, or do uh, they just disappear from the world? They they show up randomly in places okay. after that, yeah, the way okay. that some NPCs do. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like I liked those kids. Yes, they were pretty great. And I'm. And I'm I'm sorry, those those um definitely adults. My bad. The yeah. the one definitely an adult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're they're pretty cute. They come back and they make uh cute statements of like, ah yes, I am just out here having regular adult adventures. Like <laughs> like, you know, visiting adult my adult friends and doing taxes. Um <laughs> and you know, like they they continue to have like fun weird stilted things to say, <laughs> like that's a pretty great NPC. I didn't give my pass to the character for the longest time because I was like afraid that they wouldn't let me get another pass and I wouldn't be able to use fast travel. Which like I should have had more faith in this game because it's not mm. the sort of game that punishes you for things like that. Um, you do if you go back to the guy giving the pass, he's like, "Did you just give your pass illegally to those three kids?" And then it's like dot dot dot, and then he's like, "Well, not my problem." Here, do you want a new yeah. pass? <laughs> yeah, excellent. Oh if my god! If only all public public servants had that nonchalance <laughs> about their their charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was pretty fun. Um, there's, uh, oh shoot, there was one more. What was the all's um, favorite outfit? Like, did you? What did you end up wearing most of the time? I mean, I just wore like the most recent thing I got. Yeah, yeah. Some of those clothings was really good, and some of it was real weird and bad. <laughs> yeah, I I tended to do like you did, Carl, and kind of wore what most recently I'd gotten for like a while. But then later on, I started like I stopped once once I kind of had found all of the clothes that I was going to find on the path, I kind of got, you know, like, oh, maybe I'll 100% complete this later. But I do really appreciate that since they had that side quest of the guy looking for fashion, that person looking mm -hmm. for fashion, that they had a 
shop that you could literally swap clothing. Yes, so that's you, such a convenient as, mechanic. Yeah, that's such a good idea because it's like, I wanted to complete that side quest, but I didn't want to 100% complete finding all of the clothes yeah. right away. So, so the way you collect clothes is they're hidden in presents throughout the world. And there's a little shop in Potluck where um, they will show you the clothes that you are missing and you can choose any one of them and swap them for a piece of clothing that's already in your inventory. So that clothing will go to the present uh, that's hidden somewhere and then you will get um, the the one you know that you wanted. So you are not closed off from any of the, at least any of the clothing that's hidden out in presents. There are a few pieces of clothes that you get through side quests um, that you can't get this way, but I don't think any of those are required for the the quest where you have to show a guy's particular outfits. So, yeah. But there's like one of the heads is like a moth-eaten mascot head. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> why would I ever wear this? <laughs> yeah, you can do like a whole mascot. There's like a whole mascot costume. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like a little like T like a Godzilla costume, <laughs> like Kaiju costume. Yeah. Uh, I I ended up mostly wearing the wielder cloak, and there's a there's a big mushroom hat that you can get that was mm. like my favorite thing. I wore that for almost the entire game. I even got like a cool, amazingly awesome haircut at the haircut place and dinners, mm. and I still mostly wore the mushroom hat where you can't even see the haircut because I love the mushroom hat so much. <laughs> Just the big mushroom hat. The little mushroom hat's kind of meh, whatever, but the big <laughs> mushroom hat is amazing. It is a cool, it is a cool one. I think I wore my custom hat a lot because I made myself like an enormous sun hat. Nice. And I was very happy with it. I, yeah. uh... I'm yeah, so I made the pompadour. I did wear my custom shirt for a lot in the early game until I found the wielder cloak. So mm. it's kind of fun that they like show you early on that like, oh hey, the like um things that you do, like, you know, will have world consequences and mm. like have an effect. Mm hmm Yeah, I wish I had like put two and two together that when Chicory was going to paint my character do that when they did the portrait that that like it would also have color <laughs> like i didn't like before that sequence started i was like wait oh crap <laughs> Got color. Yeah. so i was like weird colors at the time because i did not lock my character's colors oh yeah <laughs> i, I locked of... my colors pretty early on and yeah. the nice thing is that like you could because you can paint chicory whenever you can kind of even before you find like the special custom color place you can, you know, switch mm -hmm. to the colors of whatever palette you go into the region of. So you can, like, go into one region, color the body, go into a different region, color your hat, go into a different region, mm -hmm. color your cloak, if you want to. So I basically did that, and then once I had three colors I was pretty happy with, I just locked it from then on. So mm -hmm. I, I went through most of the game as, like, a kind of, like, golden retriever-type color. <laughs> nice. Just kind of a nice orangey. Um, to the point where, like, it, it, I forgot that, like, you don't have to be that color. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, other, other nice little uh, handy features that they added. There's a phone booth hint system. Yes. Uh, so, if which is such a good system. So it's like if you forget what you're doing, 
at any point, you can go to a phone booth and call your mom. <laughs> and <laughs> she's like, you explain the whole situation to her. And then she'll basically, she just kind of reminds you what the next goal is. Like, oh, you should probably be like, you know, heading to the Wilder Temple at the, you know, like, I think that's what you, you know, like, that's what I would do next. And then if you, if that's not specific enough, if you like really can't figure out like, uh, how am I supposed to get there? Or, you know, like there's some puzzle or something. Um, you can let your dad get on the phone and he will just <laughs> explain to you the answer. He like snatches the phone. He's like, listen, you gotta do this. <laughs> and his little grabby hand, his little oh, grabby yeah. hand reaching. It's like, Oh, I love it. He's, I mean he wants to help so much. I love I love our dad. It it was to the point where like I I had to not call parents when I needed a reminder because I just <laughs> your mom will always ask, "Oh, do you want to talk to your father?" And you can't say no to that. <laughs> I I try to be a good child and I just I can't say no to that. So I I tried to only call when um when I was prepared to have you know the exact yeah. steps spoiled for me because of <laughs> because of guilt uh, over a fictional character in a video game. My fake dad. <laughs> um, they do yeah. a really good dad. They do a really good job of the, like a certain type of awkward dad energy yeah. that they give him, where he's like clearly loves you and is trying to be supportive, but he's also like awkward and kind of like unintentionally puts you down a little bit sometimes yeah. a little <laughs> overbearing like, yeah yeah a little overbearing oh you know like um there's at the end <laughs> like if you go to talk to him post game so he's like so what's the deal with you and chicory is she your girlfriend now <laughs> and you're like dad dad please <laughs> yeah. Or I oh my gosh, I love when your mom is like, I'm gonna come visit you, and so you're like, I must panic decorate. Yeah. <laughs> she specifically says, like, I thought I'd warn you ahead of time in case you need to like get your place in order before I come visit. <laughs> oh my god. Per yeah. Yeah. I did I did decorate the heck out of my house. I had I found some fun. I there was not enough room on the walls of my house for all the no. art that I wanted to put on the walls of my house. Why? Yeah, like I totally respect that they were trying to leave a lot of blank space for you to draw whatever you wanted around. But yes, I, I would have also appreciated a little bit more wall space. Yeah, There's they should have just yeah, stuff. just let me post my art in that empty space around the mm -hmm. the frame. I mm -hmm. absolutely would have surrounded it with like the some of the best masterwork art. You can put you can put uh furniture in that space, but like not hang wall stuff. So yeah, yeah which is weird. Um, you could put a tent there and then it put a tent in your room. And then if you go inside the tent, there's additional wall space in, in the tent. <laughs> so you house could have house. that. <clears throat> yeah. You could do that recursion if you wanted, but uh, I ended up going with uh, Chicory's portrait of me. Um, the, the wide eyed kitten face, <laughs> the, the cool crow and um the the cool cat night art from the the cafe show nice and that was all i could fit that's that's all that fits on the walls <laughs> and i really wanted to post like the adorable family portrait that you get from your family and i didn't have space 
So oh. I put it on the mural wall in dinners. <laughs> Perfect. Um, the, did, so the mural wall is one of the many, like, people randomly ask you to do a thing side quests. Uh, and I really did appreciate there's a there's a sort of like interstitial quest you can do with your sister Clementine, who's a great character. Um, she's like very kind of cool and supportive and like fun. Um, so she takes you to this pizza joint and the pizza guy asks you to like design a logo. And she's like, do people just ask you for shit like this all the time? And you're like, well, yeah, I'm the wielder. It's my job. And she's like, you know, you don't have to do any of that, right? Like, if you don't want to, don't do it. And it's great because it's like at once like a really important thematic statement but also like a good mechanical statement that's like side quests are optional like don't yeah. <laughs> don't feel like you're you need to do them yeah yeah no it was that was that was a really good she is a great character i really like her character and how she's so gently supportive of you but like also still sees you as her sibling and you know, you becoming the wielder doesn't really if like affect that. I think that's yeah. It's she it's also, maybe idealistic, but it's so nice. She also genuinely uh, uh, gently digs on you sometimes a little yeah. bit. Where yeah, you're, totally. you're like, hey, where she's like, uh, you know, like oh, I'm worried that I don't really kind of know what I want to do after I graduate art school. And you're like, well, you know, I bounced through a bunch of odd jobs, and she's like, well, yeah, but our parents expect that from you. Because you're kind of a mess. It's <laughs> like, hey! I mean, true, but hey! Ouch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I... As far as, like, favorite characters go, I also have a soft spot for the Bug Queen. I know that that's, like, the whole thing, yeah. but I love her. Yeah, she's pretty great. The whole bug... Oh, the whole little bug town oh, yeah. is very nice. Oh, yeah. um, they're all so excited to get to speak to you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the like, I don't know if you remember from Wander Song, but the bugs like going out and making darkness again was totally oh, yeah. so in Wander Song. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, same, yep, bugs. It's, same bugs. I love them. Ugh. So cute. Yeah. They're, they're more here. They're kind of more annoying than helpful. In Wander yeah. Song, they like really help you out. In this one, they're just like angry that you're destroying all of the light around them, and they would like to like it to be dark, please. Yeah, or, I, I thought the, I ready. thought it was yummy. I thought they ate it. Well, maybe they, that's like, true too, because there is a there is a little spider. So when you first get to the the like to feast, which is the Grub City, um, you there's like you can go up and talk to all the characters, but they just speak in gibberish because you can't speak bug. Um, and there's one little tiny spider. <laughs> that if you click on it with paint it like jumps up and down and the paint disappears and it looks like it's like angrily shaking off the paint but once you get your little bug translator and uh you there's a tiny bug that forever lives on you you can't see it but it, that may also be an akami reference um <laughs> because in akami you also are a, an artistic dog with a tiny bug living on you um but uh so once you get your bug translator, if you go back and talk to the spider, she's like, "Ooh, yay, paint. It's so delicious. I will just want to keep eating it." <laughs> uh, so every time you paint her, she just eats it. No, no. Um, and it's very cute. Yeah. The other so, thing yeah, I thought... it's possible the other bugs are just eating your paint because it's yeah. tasty. 
Yeah. The other thing I thought was really interesting about the bugs is um, the didn't draw the most part the, well, yeah yeah like and and i i actually really appreciated that because they're like you know they're they are bugs in this world they're not like weird giant eyed unreal you know like so far like anthropomorphized yeah. they were not anthropomorphized yes. in the same way that the other characters are there was also one very sweet little bug um there's like a whole screen that is just a series of holes and that's where <laughs> the bugs go to sort of um like go into yeah. their little cocoons and do their metamorphosis and there's one bug you talk to that's like well i'm in my hole and i'm i don't think i'm ready to leave yet so i'm just gonna hang out in here and uh mm -hmm. thanks for talking to me but leave me alone now yeah <laughs> yeah yeah good yeah, the, good bugs good bugs indeed they are they are very cute um the <laughs> I gotta say, I love the dialogue in this game, mainly yeah. because, like, in Wonder Song, I couldn't really stand it because it was like all quips all the time, mm -hmm. and it, this was more like toned down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, they still had that sort of vibe, but not as extreme. Yeah, it was it was much more like spaced out and low key. For sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it, it was varied enough, I think, where it came from enough sources of just random characters and it was varied enough that it's like, oh, that's just who this random character on the street is. Yeah, like those two people in dinners next to the bus stop who have a really long conversation about capitalism and whether it <laughs> needs to exist. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, speaking of characters in dinners, did... Uh... Did anyone find where you get sound objects to put at the dinner's party, roof party? Oh. I, you, I you never didn't... found any sound oh. decor. Oh, no. All of the sound decor is where you find Kiwi. So that, sh that really? room, that shop, yeah, all, all of those are sound decor. That's where all of it is. Oh, maybe I just, like, didn't go into there and, and forgot. <laughs> I, yeah, I also didn't figure out until post-game <gasps> that there was, like, um, that photo room in in brecky either because apparently i just like occasionally forget oh. forgot to go in certain buildings oh that's yeah that's too bad yeah no they're they're all there and and like um they all have most of them when you paint over them they make sound um but there is a theremin that when you paint around it it makes the theremin like it follows right. those those rules but yeah probably that's where... i never went into that that building <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's that's supposed to be you probably were able to to climb up stuff by the time you found yeah. kiwi because yeah so at the time when i went into tea time meadows i didn't have that ability yet and so you have to go inside to find the stairs to go up to kiwi i see to talk to Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. So they've got the record players there. And the record players are really fun because what they do, each of them is a different um, set of the soundtrack um, based on the different themes. And so you can place them in any screen and then turn them on and it changes the music on that screen to whatever. Oh, nice. song. Yeah. So you can like go into your house and then have a specific soundtrack, like your favorite 
soundtrack from your favorite place or, or things like that. So. Nice. No wonder I had so much leftover litter that I didn't spend. Yes. Yes. You probably got all the plants from dinners, right? Yes, I got all the plants yeah. and I got all of the decor from the bug caverns from the like weird things store down there. Yep, that's the decor yeah. you're missing. Then is it's that um, okay? That shop, yeah. Music well, that's shop. good. Maybe I can get that uh, if I can find those last few pieces of litter on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I can uh, can get that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Carl, I'm I'm glad to hear that this uh, this game did not uh, oversaturate you with saccharin because I was a little worried about that because <laughs> uh, I know I remembered you felt that way about Wander Song a little bit. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think this game, it also helps that this game is more, like, pointedly thematic um, mm. than Wandersong. Like, Wandersong had some interesting themes um, because it was, you know, it was about, like, how people perceive themselves to be the hero and that you don't need, like, you know, fighting to resolve conflicts and sort of nonviolence. But, that, like, that's... Yeah. That felt like some someone fighting in the background there. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It's okay. Um, just a weird exclamation. Um, the like the the themes of Wonder Song didn't feel as like applicable to general life as the mm. themes from this game. Like these felt a lot more kind of down to earth and like day to day kind of examinations compared to the sort of like epic quest type stuff in Wonder Song, which I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 actual narrative in Chicory is also an epic world saving quest, but it's less about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also like um to your point, Carl, the you know, there are lots of characters that don't say like quips or, you know, Kishi stuff, right? It's like like the person who has the garden, right? They're just like, hey, you know, it's my garden. I hope you enjoy it. People pass through here all the time. You know, or even like some of the sillier characters like Pickles, who's that little like what is Pickles? Yeah. Yeah. Pickles at one point is like, hey, so uh if you're are you going to like fix this, my house? Uh, I'm kind of worried <laughs> about everything yeah. right now. Maybe focus. <laughs> like, love pickles. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah. There's just more of that down to earth, more normal. Yeah, I would say the characters in this are still very likable without being mm-hmm. as like quote unquote zany, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not like z- all zany or wacky the way that they were a lot in uh, in Wonder Song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's a, it's a good time. I liked this game a lot. And more games with themes, please. More games with strong themes. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. Do we have any other general thoughts? Final thoughts? Other other moments to call out that were like fun moments. I, oh, I was going to say earlier, I totally forgot. Uh, they do my favorite thing in games with maps. They let you draw on the map. Thank God. Yes. Um, whenever you see a thing that you can't get to yet, you can mark it on your map by writing it, by just like circling it. Like, ah. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I did not notice that you could draw on the map. That's 
that's annoying that I didn't notice, but good that that's in there. God. Like, I feel like all all games that have stuff, like, especially all games that have a map and particularly have either stuff that you can collect and or, um, like, places that you need something later before you can come back to them, like, should let you draw on the map. I need to be able to make notes on my maps. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Aquaria was, like, the first game that I played that let you do that, and it, like, blew my mind. I'm like, absolutely every game should have this. Aquaria specifically doesn't let you write on the map, but it lets you, like, put little markers down and label them mm-hmm. with, with like, your choice of text, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, all you need, really. But, of course, since this is chicory, they let you draw on it. Yes. Great. It is good. And you there's can even... Of, uh, it's a juicy menu. Yeah, there's there's a lot on it, too. Um, and they, they try and put in a lot of good shortcuts to, like, you know, let you, like, page through the mountains of clothing that you get. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, nice UI. If you uh, place decor and you decide later that you want it somewhere else, you can just, like, hold down on it in the menu to just retrieve it from wherever you had placed it to place it in the new spot. You don't actually have to, like, visit the spot where you left it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess we didn't say. You can place decor on pretty much any screen in the game, and, like, random NPCs will come and, like, visit it and, like, sit down in your chairs and stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of a fun uh, fun little feature. Yeah. So, okay, this is a dumb question. I picked up and ended up with a bunch of decor. I what is the mechanism by which you acquire is it just like you color it in the world? How I, how did I get my decor cuz I'm not 100% certain. Uh, there's there's a few places. Uh finding the um the lost kittens is a big one. Yeah. Um, cause every time you get a certain amount of kittens, you can get one decor set from, uh, pepper and beans, uh, based on a theme. Um, I just but... feel like I had decor that was not part of that theme, but I'm not sure where it came from. I think really important. Did um, you buy anything in the weird stuff store in, uh, Feast? I don't remember. You... I'm, I might have, I might have. Cause I you can trade that bug, not. you can trade that bug trash for decor. Yeah. There's also, don't you... Uh, isn't there a point where early in the game where it just gives you the camping set of decor and it's just like here decor this is a mechanic yeah i think so hands it might be it yeah so if it was like the tent and the the sleeping bag like i'm pretty sure they just give that to you at some point someone just gives it to you to and then i don't know how i missed that text but yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) that sounds right yeah yeah, because it's it's kind of a thing, and there's even one of them is is discovering the mystery. Is that just a side quest, like the stolen furniture? Is that just a side quest? I think that's just a side quest. Yeah, I don't think you I... have to do that. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, that and that. There's a few places where people will ask you to like decorate a particular screen. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's the the presidential suite in the mystery quest. Um, there's. Uh, the post game like art room like the community mm-hmm. room in the wielder tower rooftop um, party. the rooftop party they ask you to decorate there's yeah. a beach party as well mm-hmm. um there's a place where you're asked to put all your plant decor because a guy wants you to make a garden um yeah that one and that one that yeah that one was very very poignant. sweet 
yeah. Very sad. It's yeah. like a, it's in in memoriam of like this guy's friend who like really loved flowers. Mm. So the sad koala. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Melancholy koala. Um. But yeah, that's uh. I liked those little decorating quests because I I ended up having like way more decor than I needed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and get the sound decor and bring yes. it to the rooftop party because they needed sound for their rooftop party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's everything that I have written down to touch on. Um, if uh, again, if people have like any last favorite moments. Nope. I'm, um, nothing in particular that I. I'm sure. I'm sure as soon as we're done recording, I'll think of like three or four other <laughs> things that I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as you I'm do. Like, oh, yeah. What about the moment this thing happened? That was really cool. <laughs> and um... here's one. I thought it was really a really interesting device that previous wielders were still present and alive that it wasn't <laughs> just like when you die, your brush gets passed on. It was like nope, just like when the wielder decides to pass it on, they can pass it on. So there's yeah. like, you meet a lot of previous wielders. Yeah, specifically Cardamom the lion is a, oh, is a big is, the, is a big uh, big old lion and he, like that's kind of an interesting, it's sort of like more subtly about burnout because he talks a lot about like, oh you know, like I, like art used to bring me a lot of joy and then I became the wielder and it became like this thing I had to do. And I like, mm -hmm. I stopped loving it and I stopped wanting to do it. And it kind of ruined art for me. And it's mm -hmm. like really sad because his, mm -hmm. it looks like his style was like pretty loose and joyful and like a little silly. Mm -hmm. um, and so he'll, sometimes when you color places like NPCs will show up to just admire your colors. And he's one of the NPCs who just, shows up to admire your colors sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and there's also Blackberry, who's kind of, like, unpleasant, but, you know, she's Blackberry, still around. She grew on me um, because she was very unpleasant, but it was, it, it became clear to me that she was that way because she was, she was basically less concerned about the art and more concerned about this like impending bramble doom that was coming from the brush, right? She was like, this is our solemn duty to protect the world. And you have to be a great artist because you have to be able to, to, to defeat this, you know, thing. And, Evil, and she, yeah. Yeah. And she does have this moment where she kind of realizes that she pushed chicory too hard and, you know, that she was maybe a part of, you know, that problem. And, doesn't doesn't really know what to do about it to redeem the, herself, but mm -hmm. you know, like recognizes it and is kind of an interesting, you know. I, I just appreciated that like they gave a little bit of time to the people who take art extremely seriously. Like, yeah. you know, they are they are real, they exist, and there's some validity to that, right? Like, you know, yeah, in this I... case the world would be eaten by dark brambles, you know? Yeah, I actually, like, had kind of the opposite arc with her, where, like, mm. when I first ran into her, I kind of appreciated how serious she was, where I'm like, oh, like, you know, this is someone who 
like feels like strongly about the work that she's doing and like you know takes takes a, a like important position very seriously and i respect that and mm -hmm. then when you learn more about sort of how she treated uh mm -hmm. chicory and that she kind of like really failed in her mentorship of chicory and like especially in the post game you can go and talk to her mm -hmm. and she's like and you're like, hey, can you just go like talk to Chicory and like maybe you two can work it out? And she's like, no, I don't think I should because like, you know, I don't really have um, like she hates me now and I don't really have anything like that I deserve to be able to say to her. And mm -hmm. like, I know I hurt her, but that's in the past and I can't change it. And I'm like, you could still go fucking apologize. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> like... a real, that's a real cop out. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't. I deserve to have her be mad at me. Like, you just don't want to fucking apologize and, like, own yeah. up to her face to what yeah. you did. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, that made me, like, lose respect for her a little bit at the end. Yeah. Um, it makes me actually but... wonder... It makes me wonder if there's maybe a, like, secret side quest to get yeah, I mean, she's pretty adamant about, like, hey, this isn't your problem to solve. Like, yeah. you don't need to, like, solve this relationship. But, like, it seems like, um, like, Chicory would be pretty willing to, um, like, resolve and, like, you know, kind of come to terms with Blackberry if they would just talk. But she's kind of afraid to talk to Blackberry, mm. which I feel like is a much more understandable position. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I kind of wish that like, but it's, it is realistic that like sometimes, you know, people mm. just have bad relationships and it's not really a thing you can do to fix it. And like, yeah. it's not your place to try and fix it, but it still felt a little um, unsatisfying that I couldn't get them to at least talk to each other. Yeah. yeah. Maybe there is a way to do that that I just don't know, but I don't know. Um. But yeah, no, it's I, I think she's an interesting character and I really like appreciate having her in the game because I think she represents a type of mm -hmm. person that feels very real. Um, mm -hmm. But that type of person is frustrating. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, then that's probably it. Uh, yeah, for it our... like we, we have wound down <laughs> for, a bit. For our comments. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, even if you, you know, like, we spoiled a lot, but I think it's still worth picking up. Uh, it's a game that I definitely took way longer to play than I thought I was going to because I couldn't stop myself from just, like, stopping in every scene and painting the whole area <laughs> because I wanted the place to be colorful. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it's, you know... Like if you're if you're rushing through it just for story, it's probably only like uh, I think how long to beat said like thirteen hours, which is why we <laughs> decided to do it. We're like, ah, it's less than fifteen hours. Like it's on the high side for us, but we could do it. And then I'm like here doing twenty five hours of game. <laughs> so, gosh, I wonder how long I spent on it. I don't even know. Didn't even. Look I think there me. might be. To be fair, like an hour or two of that might have been a time that I left it open and like went to have dinner or something, but mm -hmm. that's still mostly me. Um, but yeah, so I recommend uh, picking up Chicory and like, you know, examining what it has to say about being an artist. It, uh, I think it hits pretty, 
pretty strong. So especially if you are someone who does anything creative um, and or has, you know, participated in like a creative community, like you've gone to art school or things like that. And like, even if you've like burned out of it or decided it wasn't for you, I think this game still has interesting stuff to say. Yeah. yeah. Or even if you are someone who doesn't feel like you do art or that you don't deserve to do art because you're no good at it or, you know, never studied. Like I still think it's got, cause that's where I'm at, right? Like yeah. I am not an artist. I do not identify as an artist. And so being the little dog that is, you know, a janitor, you know, who picks up this brush and starts doing art to save the world, like spoke to me as not someone who identifies as an artist. So I think it's got a lot for everybody really. Yeah. It's a, it is a good argument for like the creative process is like, you don't have to be an artist to enjoy the creative process and like making mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. which I, I respect and agree with. And furthermore, you don't have to do art as your job to enjoy the creative process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Shall we talk about the next game? Yeah. Um, so our next game is going to be Minute of Islands, um, which is an indie game that I first became aware of uh, when we were showing Wintermore at PAX East. Uh, they were also showing, um, and I think they just had like a little trailer and kind of a, you know, I listened to the short pitch of the game. Um, and it sounds like it's a, like a maybe post-apocalyptic or something. Um, and then recently I've also seen the trailer. Um, but like maybe post-apocalyptic area where it's like there are a bunch of different islands and they're sort of like self-contained little like puzzle platform areas. Um, and looking at the trailer, it, the art style looks very much like a sort of um, like slightly cluttered version of Adventure Time, which is sort of an interesting style. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, so I'm excited about that. It's by Studio Fisbin. Um, I was also reminded of it recently when uh, I was watching uh, a Let's Play online of another game from that studio uh, called Say No More, which we may or may not end up playing. We'll see. Um, but it was very cute. And they, there's a part in the middle of the game where like an NPC is like, hey, if you like games, you should check out this other game called A Minute of Islands that takes place, you know, in such and such. And so it like stops to have a tiny ad for Minute of Islands, which I thought was pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, so Minute of Islands, it's supposed to be pretty short. Uh, it's available on Steam and probably other places as well. Uh, so check it out and you'll have two weeks play it and we'll uh, we'll come back and talk about it if anybody would like to join us as a guest. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on. For being here. <laughs> uh, so plugs, Kelso? Plugs, yes. Um, yeah, if you uh, want to be on another episode, um, you can hit up our Twitter at Feedback Force, which is where the Discord is linked. Um, and you can come hang out on the Discord and do a talk with us, even if you uh, don't feel like being on an episode. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Kelso Time Bomb, 
less less and less these days but you know i still i look at it so there's that yeah um you can find me on twitter at kyla underscore go uh and you can find my game wintermore tactics club on uh xbox um, playstation and not ps5 i guess ps4 um and switch uh and also on pc um and you can follow that game on twitter as well at wintermore tc if you want yeah and you can find me on the twitters at jug3 and uh jackie any any social medias or other projects that you want to uh plug <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on Twitter as well at Jackie Cry. That's Jackie K R E I. Um, and also going to plug Wintermore. Go go play Wintermore Tactics Club. I worked on that as well with Kyla. And you know, if you like that sort of thing, go go play it. Go play yeah, it. If you like cozy, sweet, optimistic games, yes. then uh, mm-hmm. you'll like Wintermore. All right, Jackie. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, talking about this game. And uh, we'll see folks in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Bye-bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.